I am glad you chose to join us today. Today's date is May 2nd, 2021, and I will be reading to you for our scripture text, John chapter 15, and I'll be reading 1 through 8. It goes as follows, Jesus speaking. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, he can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is my father's, excuse me, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my, to be my disciples. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, we realize from this text, from this scripture, it's all about our connection to your son, Jesus Christ. So, Father, I just ask that as we uh, uh, work through the text, as we work through the sermon, uh, Father, that you would lay upon our hearts anything, everything and anything that hampers our connection with Jesus Christ. And it is in, in his name that I pray this, in Jesus' name, amen. Last week, Jesus was using the illustration of shepherding to describe himself as the good shepherd. One character trait we learned last week was that a good shepherd, uh, sheep know who he is. They know the difference, don't they? And we also learned how Jesus was different from the religious leaders of the day. <laughs> how the religious leaders were like the hired hand who cared very little about the flock the flock. In contrast, Jesus, the good shepherd, was willing to die for his sheep and that no one could come into the fold unless it was through Jesus himself. This week, Jesus uses the vineyard to explain what God is doing in his disciples, in his disciples' lives, and in turn, our lives. The verse, first three verses I read, uh, Jesus is explaining that he is the true vine and the father is the gardener. And the gardener cuts off every branch that is in him that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it be even more fruitful. And then Jesus said, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. In the Quincy Valley are some of the uh, the best farmers I've ever seen. Best farmers, orchardists, vineyardists. Uh, I would I believe in the world. To live here is like living in a giant garden. Everything you want is grown right here. 
Not necessarily true of every place I've been. <laughs> I remember uh, my time in Southeast Colorado. And just so that you know, of all of the four seasons, of all of the seasons that we have, I have always enjoyed the growing and harvest seasons the most. And uh, I do my best farming. I do my best farming, mind you, while driving down the country roads. <laughs> During this time, I observe good and bad farming traits. Uh, it's kind of like giving football advice from the easy chair. The bad farming behavior includes not rotating your crops. Another one that stood out to me when I was in southeast Colorado was waiting too long to harvest. <laughs> in southeast Colorado, uh, I found this, I, I really couldn't believe it. I knew what they were going to plant in the spring because it's the same every year. They never rotated it or seldom did they. So there were some good farmers. And I remember looking for bee boxes as I was driving down the road because the alfalfa had already gone to seed. And so I was wondering uh, where were the bees were. <laughs> they were terrible farmers, a lot of them. I think it was their hobby. I'm not real sure. The farming, or excuse me, the farmer has a unique opportunity to give real direction to how the harvest will turn out. Uh, I realize that there are many things out of the farmer's control, such as weather. But as a rule, the farmer does a certain thing and they will reap benefits from those actions. Thus, the saying of you reap what you sow is true. In Jesus' illustration, God is the gardener, and he had the opportunity to give direction to how the harvest will go. One guiding principle is that the branches must stay connected to the vine. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so that we are all on the same page, we are speaking spiritually now. I believe Jesus is saying that if we lose your, our connection to him, we will die. I know that sounds harsh, and some teachings contradict that thought, but the warning is there. Christ followers, we must stay connected to Jesus to have life. It makes sense, right? Every fall, we walk around our properties cutting off and pruning off branches of trees, of, of everything, rose bushes. Once that happens, it's just a matter of time before it dries up and becomes no longer uh, any good because it's no longer receiving nourishment from being connected to their, its main source of life. John uh, verses 1 and 2 is saying, in essence, God, who is the gardener, cuts off every branch in Jesus that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it be even more fruitful. Every branch that does not bear fruit is cut off. And the branch that bears fruit, God prunes so to be even more fruitful. Hmm. 
In the English language, we have a, a difficult time catching the, the flavor or the grasp of the meaning of God prunes. We read it and we think, well, the God lops off everything that in order to be fruitful. <laughs> the Greek word used here uh, in the English language uh, for prune means to uh, make pure or to make clean. The Greek word used uh, for clean, uh, Jesus is using the vineyard to give us a visual. What a mess we are uh, in the vineyard if it's left uncut, uncleaned up, if you would. Uh, no wonder he uses that word for purity or, or cleansing. Because it makes us clean. Have you seen the vineyard uh, where it was unpruned? It hasn't been pruned yet. <laughs> it's just a, a overgrown tangle of, it's a mess. And then we see how Jesus, how our, not the vineyard where it's been cleaned up and, and they go through and they cut the vines and they, they prune off the branches and they get it down to where it's just a little a snub of a, a little stick sticking up. <laughs> and as they cut it, they throw it into the, the middle between the vines, and then they come by and gather it all, right? Jesus wants you and I to link the pruning of the vine with the clean slate that the disciples have. Jesus said, to his disciples, you are already clean because the, of the word I have already spoken to you. Jesus is saying that they have already been pruned. Jesus has spoken the word to them. Jesus called them to take up their cross and follow him. The disciples have already submitted to the pruner's knife. They have allowed Jesus' word to sink in and to cut away their selfish goals and, and ambitions and desires. Because of that, Jesus said, you are already clean. Like the grapevine who constantly needs to be pruned, cleaned, we must keep a constant vigil allowing Jesus' word to cleanse us. Too often we get the idea that all we need to be is pruned once and it's a done deal. Not so, Jesus is telling us. The vineyard needs pruning because it keeps growing. Likewise, we need cleansing because life keeps happening all around us. It is a constant battle to keep clean. <clears throat> There is always worldly influences touching our lives that makes us dirty. <laughs> I was thinking pretty soon I'm going to go shopping. What will I hear? What will I see? We must realize that everything and anything that clouds or darkens our relationship with Jesus must be cut away in order for us to be connected truly connected with Jesus to be fruitful. Ask yourself, am I fruitful? Now ask yourself, how is your connection 
to Jesus Christ. It is possible to be just connected enough to the vine to barely stay alive. I believe that is possible. I've seen it myself. Where a branch was uh, uh, broken from a tree, it's still leaving, but it's far from being a strong, fruitful branch. Just enough Jesus to look good, but not necessarily bear fruit. Psalm 71, I mean, excuse me, Psalm 51.7 says, Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. <laughs> Father, prune away everything that keeps me from being 100% connected to Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole in your sight. Amen. Isn't that a beautiful message? Everyone is invited to be part of God's grand vineyard. This is an inclusive message. God wants everyone who draws breath to be his. That is why he sent his son, his only son, to die in our place. But not everyone is willing to accept this offer. And God and his son Jesus will not force themselves on us. We must want that connection bad enough to put in the effort to be what God wants us to be. Like, let me give you a, an earthly example. I can relate to this. If I want to lose weight, I must do more than just want to lose weight. <laughs> there are things I must commit to. Things I need to cut out of my life. Otherwise, you will have nothing to show for it. It would be a fruitless adventure, Jesus said. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. We, you and I, Christ followers, must stay connected to Jesus to survive. We must stay connected to Jesus to experience real life. With that connection, the Bible tells us, you will be fruitful. If you do not feel fruitful today, check your connection. Will you pray with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, <laughs> it's a simple message today. And Jesus is using the, the, the illustration of the vineyard to make his point. Jesus is the vineyard. Christ followers are the branches. And if we stay connected, we get rid of everything that distracts us from Jesus, we will be fruitful. So, Father, may we be connected to the vine, the true vine, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next time, God bless you. Bye.